Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culture. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. It's March and we're still celebrating Women's Month and I want to bring someone on that has really made an impact in my life and her story is just so amazing. The transformation she's had has been phenomenal. I want to introduce to you all an author, a licensed cosmetologist, product creator, business owner, and my good friend, Najiba Pinson. Najiba Pinson is a Michigan native dedicated to uplifting women. She works tirelessly empowering, encouraging, inspiring, and motivating women in search of improvements. Najiba is the founder of Majestic Strands and the creator of Liquid Gold Hair Replenisher. She is a licensed cosmetologist specializing in natural hair care, makeup artistry, and the author of The Diary of the Ugly Black Girl. Najiba currently assists women of color to increase their confidence through repairing and revitalizing their natural strands. Through her transparency with her story, she has been able to help women overcome the societal norms of wearing weaves. She is devoted to her motto, adjusting one crown at a time. Najiba is a wife and a mother of three. Inspired by her children, she is determined to be successful in leaving her family a legacy they can carry on for generations. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, GB. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that you are here. So I got the book. And I have been holding back all these questions. I didn't want to just be like, call you up like, girl, this was good. And this part was good. I said, I'm going to wait until we do the interview and get all my questions out and those things. But I must say, it's really good. Thank you. It's really good. It's a powerful book. I just think that every brown skin girl and light skin girl (laughs) needs to have a copy of this book. But before we get into the book, I do want to ask you, can you just give a little bit about what led you up until this point? What was the breaking point for you to say, hey, listen, I need to get this book out. Give us just a little bit of your life's journey and how did we get to the diary of the ugly black girl? Okay. Well, I will say for me, um, I was told a lot, you know, because I would have different conversations with different women and was told a lot that I didn't look like what I had been through. And when I would have these private conversations, these women would tell me how 
you know, I had this impact on their lives and how something that I said saved them from doing certain things. And it was just like, okay, really just in search for my purpose and not even knowing that this whole time it was really kind of right in my face. But I will say that for me, it was just being in a, a space where I felt stagnant. Like, okay, what am I doing? You know, stuff just wasn't lining up properly for me. And so I just had to kind of go into a fast and praying and meditation and asking for guidance. So it was me asking for guidance and being obedient that has us where we are today. Say that, girl. (laughs) That obedience is something, I'm telling you. And then, well, since you already spoke about it, I do want to ask you about it. In the book, it was a point where you wanted to do the fast, where you read a particular lady's book. Let me find a page number. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Cindy Tram. Okay, here it is right here. The 40-Day Soul Fast by Dr. Cindy Tram. How did you hear about this book? What made you say, I need to do this 40-Day Fast? Okay, so I had actually reached out to my life coach, and I was just telling her that I needed some words of encouragement because I was in a bad space. And she, you know, was telling me that I needed to kind of just be still and pray and ask for guidance. But she asked me to do the fast with her. She was getting ready to do the fast. And she invited me to do the fast with her. And I said, well, what am I supposed to be fasting from? And she said, that's between you and God. So I didn't know that I was going to later on read in the book and it tell me that I'm supposed to be fasting from the negative chatter and negative thoughts that we all battle with daily. Um, But I was privately praying and asking God to remove the negative thoughts. And I started fasting from makeup and it it just all kind of came full circle for me. Like, wow. And you know what? And I remember when you came to the school and you wasn't wearing any makeup. And I'm like, Jimmy, you're so pretty. And he was like, girl, I'm doing this fast. I'm not wearing any makeup. And I'm like, wow. Like, for you to actually do that, that says a lot about your growth in itself. Because me, just, I mean, I look I look at the average woman, especially in the beauty industry, it's hard for us to let go of certain things. Absolutely. And especially when it comes to our image. It's hard for us to give up the weaves, the braids, the makeup, the lashes, because that's kind of who we surround ourselves. Well, that's what we kind of surround ourselves around. And we use that as our brand you know and for you to step away from that that showed that you were heading somewhere that nobody knew where it was going to lead to but look where it led you to yes and so i know (laughs) i know that was a big big sacrifice a big fast girl you got it going on like regardless no makeup makeup anything you got it going on and i've always thought that about you so that brings me to the actual content of the book Okay. Girl, I don't know which page to start on, but this was really good. On the first couple of pages, you mentioned, mm-hmm. I've learned that my scars run deeper than what the eye can see. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people actually probably have that going on, but don't know how to articulate that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So this was where you were talking about your car accident when mm-hmm. you thought you had a brain injury. I remember <laughs> I remember that conversation as well. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But those scars that we take along with us, sometimes just not always physical scars, it's mental scars. It's the things that we deal with on the inside that sometimes people have told us, you this, you're a dark skin, so you're not cute, or you're light skin, you, you know, we put these stigmas around the color of, of our skin. And I just feel like it, it hurts our people. It really puts a damper on our community. Absolutely. Light skin versus dark skin. That has been, that, that goes back so many uh, generations. And I'm just so happy that you were able to bring this to the light, to share with people the things that you've been through, the things that you've heard, and how you've grown past all of that. And you're able to actually speak to the next person that's hurting about the words that have been spoken over their lives, which they picked up to believe in a carry on. But can you just kind of break that down a little bit more? That, that, in that, that yes, I thought that was amazing. And, and what I basically was saying with that is we all, because I, I, I definitely don't believe that I'm the only one, but I believe that we all are battling that voice within, the, the spirit and the flesh daily. And when you battle, you get scars. So when I said my scars run deeper than what the eyes can see, meaning on the outside, to the outside world looking in, GB is just well put together not a care in the world. Everything is just great. And it's not, you know, I just kind of really felt like I was a, a well-dressed mess period. And I just got to a point where it's like, I don't want, I don't want people to think that I'm just this strong person that, you know, never have bad moments because I do. And when, when you say something or you do something, it does affect me. It does hurt. I am human. Hello. I, I have the same feelings you have. I Absolutely. have the same you have. Like, really? It's... Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. One thing that you said also that I think we need to talk about is how things can be said to us and we carry that with us, right? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned in the book, the incident, you know, I don't want to tell the story, but the incident of being in school mm-hmm. and a friend of yours told a guy that you liked him and how he reacts okay and so you picked up what he said you took that personal you took that and you you carried that with you for so long and I feel like a lot of us take things on that we heard as a child Mm -hmm. and we create these shields as adults so we carry these stories with us oh my goodness girl let me tell you something about me So growing up, um, I was always into some type of activities. I've always was with um, a group of girls, whether it be sports, dance, acting, whatever it is. And I've always created the story that you're not good enough, right? So that's the story that I've carried with me since I was young. I spoke different. I stuttered. I wasn't normal. I don't feel like I fit in with the in crowd, quote unquote. And so I put this shield of barrier of distance with myself from other people so as I got older instead of me trying to have friends or be a part of other activities or unions or whatever it is I kind of purposely distance myself because I've always felt like I'm not going to fit in I'm not going to be good enough I'm not and and you know you have to really go back to that source of how does that happen what what incident happened to make me feel that about myself 
Right. And I love that you wrote your younger self a letter. Mm. And girl, and the way you wrote it, it wasn't just talking to her. You like, we in this together. Mm-hmm. We, this happened to us. So you went back and you protected her and you, girl, oh my goodness. That, look, I got chill bumps popping up <laughs> from that letter. Um, can you just explain what gave you the idea to go back and talk to her as you two together? Not just speak to her, but to pull her along with you. You know, when I was talking to my mom and we were just talking about the things that um, that we carry with us. And, you know, you'll hear people say, well, I wish I could be a kid again. Okay, well, if you wish you could be a kid again, what would you do differently? So for me, it was like, come on, let me go and write a letter to, you know, the younger me. Because, girl, we... We've been real unhappy. I had a very unhappy childhood. There are no pictures with me smiling like, you know, it was horrible. <laughs> and it was it was because I was stuck in my own head and feeling like I don't want people looking at me. You know, I was raised Muslim, so my hair had to be covered. You know, I had to, I'm like, man, so I got this scar. I'm black as I don't know what. I got to wear this scarf on my head. I got to dress all you know, covered. It was like, this is too much. And my name is Najiba. <laughs> Which is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can appreciate that now. And so, especially now when I introduce myself as Najiba, they'll say, well, what does that mean? And my name means beautiful and well-bred. Okay. No, you know, you know I'm, I'm feeling like I'm the ugly black girl and my name means beautiful and well, and I'm telling everybody that my name is Jeebie. Mm, girl, come through, <laughs> Najiba. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> come through. Okay, so there's a chapter in the book called Light Skin versus Dark Skin. Mm-hmm. You talked about how some of the men or or just people in men and women in general would say things to you. Mm-hmm. And they would say things like, Oh, you're cute to be dark skin, things of that nature. You pointed out in the book that men have self-hate too it ain't just us women and a lot of times it's women that always get the stigma oh you need to love yourself more appreciate yourself more take out time for yourself more but what about our men our black men of all different shades Mm -hmm. and so you wrote that self-hate does not care about gender especially when the world tv magazines movie billboards ain't checking for us like that and I thought that, hey, that needed to be spoke about. Absolutely. It's like, y'all can't see this. We missing. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. are we missing? Yeah. This can get real deep. This can really get real deep. It can go back to the single woman, the single Black mother who's at home raising a Black man by herself and raising him to see women in a certain perception. Um, seeing his mom be treated in certain ways and then they take on a perception of how the black woman is supposed to be perceived and treated so this this is deep I look at this book and I see so much more than what people may see or read I thought this was like almost like a, a transformational to bring certain things to the light and it really gets deeper another thing that I wanted to talk about you are so pretty to be dark skinned. Girl, how many times have you heard that? <laughs> All my life. Oh my God. That is so rude to me. I, 
I'm trying not to get mad right now. Oh, girl. It's like compliment out the window. Just keep it, please. Yeah. Mm. And so, I mean, I don't know. That's just, when you really think about it, because, you know, we'll hear it. I've heard it, not in uh, for me, but people around me have said things like that. And to be honest, it didn't affect me a certain way. I didn't think twice about it. So just to know that that is really a thing that brown skinned girls can get offended by. And when you think about it, it really is. You should be offended. Why do I have to be light skinned and be pretty? Or why why can't I be dark and beautiful in my own skin, in my own right? Or why we just can't be beautiful? Just say I'm beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Say anything about my skin tone. We can see what it is. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Something that helped that really touched me as well is um you say that I choose to share mine your story because I realized that suffering and silence is toxic to the body and mind. Mm-hmm. Girl, let me tell you. I read it out loud and my son said, Mom, what you saying? <laughs> I'm like, baby, I'm reading this book. And I had to say it out loud because it's like I had to let that really sink into the spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is really true how a lot of us we hide who we are behind again, makeup, clothes jewelry lashes because we're suffering on the inside but suffering in silence if you can't expose or ask for help or, or even seek si- um counseling that silent pain will kill you absolutely it will you know it will really diminish your whole self-esteem your whole life did you ever find because i didn't read in the book but i am just curious did you ever seek outside counseling for anything that you've experienced or were you, was it just the fast and just having the personal coach in your life to help pull you through some of those mental battles? No outside counseling, but I had inside counseling because I was just praying and asking for guidance, asking God to reveal certain things to me, you know, reveal to me my purpose. Why am I here? Like, And that's the difference between the person that you're speaking with today and the person that was still in beauty school. I hadn't asked yet to be guided, Mm. you know. I didn't get clarification, like, even now, because I was just telling my my mom how I was praying, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm confused. Like, I thought that I was supposed to go to beauty school and, and, and do all of these things, and now I'm... I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what's next? And it was in front of me the whole time. Like, again, I found my beautiful in beauty school. Like, that is where everything just kind of shifted for me. You know, like, okay, you're supposed to, your purpose right now is to be open and transparent. Because you don't know who, you know, who Mm -hmm. I'm hurting. And around the time that I launched my book, there was the video of the little girl saying that she was ugly. And I got tagged in that video so many times. And that was confirmation for me. This is best, this is why it was important for you to put this book out. Because I started working on this book back in 2017. And it was titled Kissed by the Sun. Mm-hmm. While I was meditating it came to me that it needed to be the diary of the ugly black girl. And I was like, oh no. Oh, wow. That's not my title. I was being obedient. That's why that title is what it is. That is not 
I yeah. never would have done anything like that. Being afraid and, you know, God will make us uncomfortable so that we move. Yes, I, I read that too. Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, we're going to talk about that in a second, but I do want to ask you one more thing. Um, so you have two daughters. I do. How do you communicate to them that they are beautiful in the skin that they're in? Um, I just tell them that they're beautiful all the time. Like, you know, whether I'm doing their hair or, you know, they've gotten dressed and I'm just looking at them. I admire them because I see in them that confidence that I lacked when I was their age. And it, it just feels good to me to to watch them. It's like I got two little mini me's and <laughs> and I don't think that either one of them suffer with having low self-esteem or I don't think they lack any type of confidence. So I, you know, I just, same thing I do with other, other women. I'll say, Hey, good morning, beautiful. How you doing? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. They need to hear it too. Yes. And I love that too. I love that you, you call every woman beautiful because like you said, you don't know what someone has been through. They may need to hear that. They may need to hear that they are beautiful on that day. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. I am going to start calling women beautiful because we all need to understand that we are beautiful. We are made in the image of God. We are perfect the way we are. And I really, I did. I am going to pick that up. <laughs> and you know what? I picked that up from my grandmother. Everybody, she would refer to as beautiful. And when she passed, that's when I started doing it. That's like, when we started. Mm -hmm. when, when she passed. And so for me, it's like, yeah, that's something. Because that some women will smile and they're like, oh, thank you. you know, they, yeah. We need, to hear. we need to be uplifted and encouraged because right now, especially for, for Black women as a whole, we the strong, you know, Mm -hmm. we the strong black women that don't need a man for nothing like we oh my god independent we need to do some deep programming because at the end of the day it's like oh it's okay to say you're tired boo. Yeah, absolutely it's okay to go cry it's okay to say you need a break yes it is okay to be by yourself <laughs> it's absolutely. okay absolutely. so the last thing i do want to cover is um God making you uncomfortable, how God sometimes have to put us in uncomfortable positions and circumstances to get things to us that we need in order to grow. What was it that you have been uncomfortable with in this process when it comes to the book and just some of the things that you've created, like your hair care products, um, even just helping women in their appearance and their self acceptance. How have God made you uncomfortable in, okay. in those instances? In a nutshell, because I'm so shy and reserved. I do not like to talk. I am used to, because I was lacking confidence, kind of stand yeah. out the way in the shadows. So, you know, being upfront and personal is like everybody's looking at me. <laughs> and, and, and still having to, you know, push through that and say, Remember, it don't matter what other people's opinions of you are. You know, you being guided to live in purpose, and that's what you pray for, and that's my focus. So Absolutely. I am uncomfortable. You know, I've been doing interviews, and even today, I was, I've been preparing for this interview since this morning when I woke up at <laughs> 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you out your comfort zone, girl. <laughs> yes. It's just me, GB. I mean, it's just me. <laughs> And look at me. Normally, I wouldn't have told you that I've been doing this since this morning, but it's like, I don't know why that just came out. <laughs> <laughs> You're just being transparent. That's all. Yeah. Opening eyes. Yes. So I do want to say that I do enjoy this book, The Diary of the Ugly Back Girl. I think every woman should have it and read it. And even if you're not a brown skinned girl, you're a yellow girl, high yellow girl, light skinned girl, we still need these books in every woman's hands so that we all can see what we go through as sisters. We are all family when it comes down to it. You are my sister. We are a, a community of people that needs to be more in touch with each other's feelings, our understandings, and things like that. So that's why I feel like this book was so good. It's so many gems in here, girl. I mean, it's so many gems in here. I, look, I wrote down all this stuff to ask you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Not able to get around to all of it, but I do want to talk about your poem in the back of the book. Okay. Listen, listen. I think you read that to me over the phone one day. Oh my goodness. Girl, why haven't this been exposed yet? Like we need to get this everywhere. Like that poem needs to be in every beauty shop. It mm-hmm. needs to be in, like seriously. And if you can, please read this poem to us. Because it is, it is amazing. Yes, I will. And I appreciate that because this is another thing where I kind of was praying and I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And I wrote this poem like within a matter of minutes and I just was writing what was on my heart. You know, and you know, that's, you know, that's divine. If Mm -hmm. it just come like that. Yes. And it came like that. So Let me get my, clear my voice. (laughs) My majestic strands. Hey, black girl, I just love your hair. Even the hair follicles that you wish were there. What happened? Was I not enough for you? Did you just get caught up in the sew-ins and glue? I get it. I'm dry and maybe a little brittle. How about a silk press? That's somewhere in the middle. My scalp hurts and really itches a lot from wearing other people's crowns. I guess we forgot that our black is beautiful and very unique, but being natural has become so obsolete. My prayer is to get you all to wake up and fall in line, but for now, I'm adjusting one crown at a time. So get ready, let's go. I can't leave you behind. I'm creating a blueprint, so in our cells we'll find the queen and the crown, I put it in your hands. Leave that weave alone and rock your own majestic strands. Girl, yes, oh my goodness. This, now this is really good, this is really good. And before we end the episode, is there anything that you want to say to the audience about just trying to embrace their natural strands, their natural hair? You know, because I, girl, listen, you know me. As, I think as long as you've known me, you've only probably seen my hair like once or twice, maybe twice, right? And so even in that, I had to learn how to just love on me without all that extra those extensions and there's nothing wrong with it but sometimes we need to learn how to accept ourselves the way that we are and so with this life journey that's what this is all about and let me (laughs) let me tell you sometimes i wake up like what am i doing like am i really gonna take this path and go down this journey and i get so uncomfortable with it but then i realize you know what this is who i am 
this is like this is who Corinthian is. So right. is there anything that you can kind of share? Because you've been through this fast, you know what it's like. You 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 know the struggles that we have are those self-talks that we have in our own head about, oh, I don't look like this, or what can you give us or share with us? You just answered the question for yourself. You just said that you're uncomfortable. And you remember we were just talking about how God will make us uncomfortable so that we move. Of course, none of us, because we all, I'm guilty of it too. I have a wig on right now. How about that? However, you know, (laughs) I just kind of feel like we should take this time that we all in quarantine. Girl, yes. <laughs> and embrace your natural beauty people. Let's just do that, you know, seriously. And just be okay with the fact that this is who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing wrong with it. I feel like we've been programmed that in order for us to look beautiful, we have to have, you know, other people here in our head. And it's causing problems, y'all. It's it's causing problems. I see so many women, their parameter is gone. Wow. And that's a problem. It's it's not by coincidence that, you know, it's a great percentage of us that's walking around with bald and edges or just traction alopecia and maybe different parts of your scalp. And the common denominator is the weave. Absolutely. So that that should that that should make you uncomfortable. A lot of them people are uncomfortable right now. So shift, do something different. Hmm. It's easier said than done, but it can be done. And oh my goodness, I love you that. Are, oh man, you shift. will see things real different. Yes, right. <laughs> God to show you how He created you to be. Like that was another thing. I prayed for that, and I was like. <gasps> Yes. Never asked that before. So yes. Baby steps. Yes. Hold on. Wait. 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 You just said that, and 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 that just that just did something. I did read that in here. I thought I wrote it down. Yes. Oh my goodness, girl, girl. I also prayed and asked God to bless me to come into the light of understanding. Mm-hmm. And when you say understanding, what did you mean by that? Understanding of who you were or just understanding of all things? What was it that you asked under, in the light of understanding for? Okay, so I've always prayed that prayer, that specific one. And I was just asking just to understand, just period, just mm-hmm. to understand. And I, he's been blessing me to come into the light of understanding, but understanding on so many, so many different levels, like, I understand why certain things had to happen, why I had to lose certain people, why my hair Girl. had to go off. Like, everything happens for a reason and nothing happens by chance. And now it is such a blessing to be able to come into the light of understanding and understand the lessons that I continued to have to repeat over the years because I wasn't paying attention. Ooh, because you wasn't obedient. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't obedient. Girl, I love that. I really do. I love that. I love that. Well, I want to say thank you for taking out this time. We all quarantined, so. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. I'm going to read this book again. This will be my third time reading it, but I'm going to read it because I feel like each time you read it, there's something else that you get out of it that you did not read before. And I'm going, girl, you you just really blessed me. I love that prayer. I'm going to start using that. 
I'm going to start using beautiful when I see women and I'm going to start praying to God, praying to ask God to bless me to come into the light of understanding. If, if that ain't profound right there, that is amazing. But thank you for your time. Thank you. Ajiba. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop some links at the end of the episode to get your book, your product, and to your website so that the listeners can go and purchase your book or purchase your hair growth product and uh, anything else they need from you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. I'll be talking to you real soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. You too. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode just as much as I enjoyed the episode. I must say, Najiba is so beautiful. She has so much grace, so much patience, and I just love how she's continually to work on herself, develop herself, so that she may impact the lives of others. If you want to know where her book is or where you can purchase her book, I will have the information down in the show notes until then if there's any topics you want to hear about please be sure to stop by naturalhairedu.com and leave your request there until then let's learn to embody embrace and empower our essence through the love of our hair thank you for listening And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode just as much as I enjoyed the episode. I must say, Najiba is so beautiful. She has so much grace, so much patience, and I just love how she's continuing to work on herself, develop herself, so that she may impact the lives of others. If you want to know where her book is or where you can purchase her book, I will have the information down in the show notes. Until then, if there's any topics you want to hear about, please be sure to stop by naturalhairedu.com and leave your request there. Until then, let's learn to embody, embrace, and empower our essence through the love of our hair. Thank you for listening.